this Thanksgiving Eve. The passage I've chosen to speak to us from is from the book of Deuteronomy, which may not seem like the most natural Thanksgiving text, but I think you'll see, I hope you'll see how um, it fits. So I'm going to read to us from Deuteronomy chapter 8 and uh, from verse 7 through to verse 18. This is God's word. The Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs flowing out in the valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive trees and honey, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing, a land in whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you can dig copper, and you shall eat and be full, and you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Take care lest you forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments and his rules and his statutes, which I command to you today, lest when you have eaten and are full and have built good houses and live in them, and when your herds and flocks multiply and your silver and gold is multiplied and all that you have is multiplied, then your heart be lifted up and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery who led you through the great and terrifying wilderness with its fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty ground where there was no water, who brought you water out of the flinty rock, who fed you in the wilderness with manna that your fathers did not know that he might humble you and test you to do you good in the end. Beware lest you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gotten me this wealth. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your fathers as it is this day. Well, the book of Deuteronomy is uh, basically a set of sermons from Moses, and this is in the middle of one of those sermons. Uh, These are the words of Moses to God's people. The the book of Deuteronomy famously begins. And in this sermon um, here, in this part of this sermon, uh, Moses is describing for God's people what God has done to rescue them, the provision for their rescue, and what he will do to give them a bountiful harvest if uh, they follow him with faithful thanksgiving. And of course, this is a very important um, theme for a number of different reasons, isn't it? Um, uh, First of all, we all are human here. And as humans, we experience the human condition. And the human condition is both tender but also sometimes terrifying. We face suffering 
And as we look at the bounty around us, we want to give thanks, but also we withdraw from giving thanks because of our humanity, our fears, our frailty. So we need to think through how to give thanks. Uh, But it's also important because over the last year or two, I suppose most of us have uh, gone through a season whereby there are many things that have concerned us and have been difficult and dangerous even, troubling. And so we're called to give thanks, but it's not rooted in reality. Well, it's superficial. And then, of course, Thanksgiving can become little more than an excuse to eat a lot of food, which is fine. Uh, But as a church, as College Church, we want it to be rooted in in more than that. And what is that? And so, again, it's an important thing for us to consider uh, this evening. Basically, uh, the text is saying that God has provided a rescue uh, for us and will provide a bountiful harvest for us too if we follow him with faithful thanksgiving. You can see uh, the rescue uh, described in verse 14. Uh, I'll read it for you. He says uh, that it was God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house, out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. Uh, This great rescue of God's people from Egypt, from slavery, is though a mere pale reflection of the fulfillment of that rescue. In God's rescue of us sinners, the rescue that he wrought at Calvary. What an amazing truth that God himself in Christ shed his blood to rescue us. And as we focus on Calvary, then that shines a bright light of thanksgiving for all eternity. Who could not give thanks because we worship a rescuer God? But Moses not only tells them what God has done, he also tells them what God uh, will do. He says, uh, the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land. They hadn't got there yet. It's a land of brooks, of water, fountains and springs and all this. It's a land of great fruitfulness and abundance. It's a land of harvest and bountiful harvest. And he's bringing them into this land. And yet that land, as good as it was, is but a pale reflection of its fulfillment in Christ and in the church and in the progress of the gospel across the whole earth and in the new heaven and the new earth to come. What an amazing reason to be thankful that we who follow Christ have a harvest of such bounty that it will carry on forever, that we're a part of it now. You know that more Muslims have been converted in the last 30, 40 years than throughout the rest of human history. 
God's gospel is making progress. We heard this from Pastor Kurt here locally as well. And we are a part of the bountiful harvest. And it's going to become more and more and more until the final promise lands on the shores of eternity. If we follow him with faithful thanksgiving, uh, we're called to do so by Moses. Uh, He says, verse 10, you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Um, Often people think, I understand how it is that God can bless me, but how is it that I can bless God? Uh, The word bless in uh, English is derived from the old English, and the word bless comes from the idea of a blood sprinkling that hallows or makes holy something. That's the word bless. But in it is also, in our thinking, uh, both the Latin and the Greek, the Latin from which we get benediction, which is a good saying, or the Greek eulogia, which is also basically a good saying. But the Hebrew has the sense of kneeling. And when you think of it like that, to me, it seems even more remarkable that God would bless us. He stoops to declare and enable our holy best. And in response, we kneel before him in worship and declare he is the holy best. And so we are to bless him, this Faithful thanksgiving, essentially, to bless is to give thanks. Uh, But uh, also he says uh, in verse 18, you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, so he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your fathers as it is uh, to this day. We're to remember with thanksgiving. When we see these promises in the Old Testament for wealth and prosperity, we think of what's sometimes called the prosperity gospel and the heresy that that is. But the issue with the prosperity gospel is not that they think too much of prosperity, but that they think too little. Prosperity is not a new car. It's a new heart. Prosperity is not a massive muck mansion. It's an eternal mansion of glory. Prosperity is not financial independence. It is moral and spiritual freedom forever. Prosperity is not merely physical. It is spiritual. And therefore cannot be taken from you, for it is safe in Christ. And that is all ours if we follow him with faithful thanksgiving, this thanksgiving. How do we do that? Let me ask you just two questions before we get to the time when we're going to share together uh, more informally. Here are the two questions. Which past are you focusing on? 
your regrets or his rescue? What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Give thanks. Which future are you focusing on? Your uncertain dreams that may happen, may not, could be good, could be bad, or his promised, bountiful harvest. And so, Cottage Church, God has provided a rescue for us and a bountiful harvest for us too if we follow him with faithful thanksgiving. Let me pray for us as we then transition to a more informal time of sharing. Let's pray. Our Lord God, we do thank you for each other. We thank you for the wonderful music we've had already this evening, not just music, worship, both in word and in song. We thank you for the fellowship we've enjoyed, the sense of being a family with you, the love that we have together. We have so much to give thanks. The way you've been at work through Christianity Explored and the the outreach to the International Fellowship and the, the, the missionaries and Lord, our hearts are filled, filled with thanksgiving. And above all, we thank you for our rescue at the cross and our coming redemption with the bountiful harvest. And with that in mind, Lord, we do indeed give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen.